If you love tossing dice, making notes on your character sheet, and you may or may not have tried to bribe your game master, maybe this is a podcast for you. You're listening to Sounds Like Row, an RPG podcast. And now, let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this... No, no, it's not 11, it's 12th episode of Sounds Like Roll. This is Dread Speaking, and today I will, be, I will be talking about the social contract in RPGs. Um, this is an episode based on a on a video, video <laughs> a YouTube video I saw about uh, about the the, the, the social di dynamic or, or how the tabletop role playing games work as a social machines of of some sort. Um, you will see what, what I'm talking about. Okay, so to, 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 to explain to you what, I, what I'm trying to say with social contract. Um, this episode will be about what usually happens in a normal RPG campaign, in, in, in the game between the players and the GM or on the table and everything. And I'm using this concept about the social contract just like plain copying how, how it is from a video... Um, from this this guy called Seth Skorkowski. and yes, I wrote that wrote that that name up because I always forget it how how it is spelled how how it is that name. I, I'm always saying things like Seth Skorkowski, and I don't remind it, so I write it down now. Seth Skorkowski or Skorkowski, I don't know. And yes, I have to confess that I'll be touching several topics from that video. It's not only an inspiration, but I will mention some stuff that he said in in his video. This video is called the uh, is called the RPG Social Contract, and in in, in how do you say it? Parenthesis, uh, it says revisited and slash slash RPG philosophy. If you want to check that out. I totally recommend it. You, if you haven't seen it, as soon as you have a computer nearby or use your smartphone and you're not driving or anything, um, take a look at it. Uh, he's, he's a very clever guy. Uh, and also, it's not necessary for you to look the video before listening to this episode, so don't worry about that. It's just where I took some ideas from, okay? Okay, but what exactly is a so social contract? You must be asking yourself right now. Well, this is actually a very old concept uh, with several authors, being the most known Mr. Rousseau, or Rousseau, I don't know how to pronounce that in, in, in French. In French um, he actually wrote the actual book called The Social Contract, just like that. But he's not the author of the concept, you see. Th there's a super interesting book, like, I'm not sure, maybe like, one whole century older, I, I, I don't know, called Leviathan, that also talks about the, also talk about the social contract. So there are several people that talk about that concept, like from the, I don't know, century, like the, since the 15th or 16th century or something. Um, so, okay, what it is, social contract, in the context of what I'm going to explain to you right now, it's kind of a, um, let's say, implicit agreement between the participants of some type of social dynamic. For example, when 
when somebody asks you on a date, like an, a, a traditional date in, in a restaurant and stuff, like the, the conservative version, um, the social contract says that this person will invite you, like he or she will pay, and that this person will make an effort to make an interesting experience for you, something like that. And it also says, I don't know, that you will pay attention to this person, or um, I don't know, and that after you you have like the, you could say that after that you you will have like the right to decide if if you will be see if you'll be seeing each other again or not, something like like that. Can you see where, where I'm going? Like this is like what everyone expects from a noun social situation, and like I said, that is in this context. Because the social contract, like in a more academic context, like taking it from from the those books, for example, it has more to do with the state in taking care of the citizens. Um, well, you know, all, all of that boring stuff. <laughs> so, so um, let's see what happens in in, in tabletop role playing games. Okay, well, in role playing games. In the sessions, like during a campaign or chronicle or however you you want to call it, there is an uh, an implicit social contract. Okay, even if you are just starting a new game like from scratch, like uh, and, and none of your friends or you have played any RPG before, with time, and I'm thinking like just two sessions or more, you'll notice that some stuff is being agreed on, right? Like without ever even talking about it. Let's say, for example, every time you finish the session, all the players say something like, um, for example, hey, let's let's help him or or her clean the mess we made with the cookies or the pizza. (laughs) I don't know, or the cans of beer or lemonade. I don't know. That is a social contract. If you maintain that expectation, expectative or expectation i don't know um, because you are all agreeing on something related to your dynamic with your social group right and by the way if you do that like clean the mess after the session your group is awesome <laughs> because that's not very usual i mean maybe maybe now remember some episodes ago when i was talking about how different it was back then yeah like <laughs> This thing of being super careful with the uh, with the game experience, with, with being polite and pathetic, like being responsible and I don't know, making sure everyone's having fun. Well, that's something super new, actually. So yeah, <laughs> look, if you're an old time player, like like me, you will know that what, what I'm talking about. Am I right? <laughs> but. But if you are new to this, or you are young, like less than, I don't know, 30 years old, well, you're seeing what you're seeing right now is new and awesome. I like it. I love it. Like, look, I sincerely think that we are in, in a golden age of tabletop role-playing games. And, and you know what? As a note, as a side note, what annoys me a bit is that many old players don't want to accept it. They say things like, ah, it's the same, you're young, but it's the same. And like, oh my God. I, I would think that, yes, maybe for them, for them is the same. Those grumpy old guys yelling at a cloud. Anyway, the thing is that in RPGs, there is a social contract, okay? 
just just think about what like I don't know customs that your group and you have, and you know what to think about it can be very useful. Trust me, like to 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 stop for a bit and, and think about it. So to 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 see what I'm going, where am I going? Let's take a look at some of the things that that this guy um, Seth pointed out in in his video. And I'd like to make some comments about it, or, I don't know, put some additional ideas over it. And by the way, I don't have any contact with Mr. S uh, where's my note? Mr. Skorkovsky. I'm just referring to his video because I think it's very interesting. It's a very interesting video. So, I don't know, if you know him, tell him that I sent him, I sent him my, how do you say it, like, my appreciation for his work. I don't know. Okay, so let's get to it. Um, so, I'll go through some of the, of the ideas that, that Seth gave in that video, and I'll mix that with some comments and more ideas or insights about it, okay? Okay, so let's start with what I think is the most important thing in order to play a, a consistent campaign or, or chronicle. Because, you see, to play tabletop role-playing games is super easy. But to keep a group consistent, like week to week, is not. Because not always everybody is super motivated, like, like you or me, and sometimes more people than the necessary to, to continue gaming prioritize um, other stuff. And that happens, and shit happens. And sometimes some dude or girl prefer to go to... to to a barbecue that day, or to go to the movies, or a date, <laughs> or anything. And regarding that, that's why I always suggest to use a fixed day of the week. And a comfortable day, like, I don't know, Sunday after lunch, or something. Because if you want to play, like, on Saturday night, oh my, <laughs> you'll have a hard time maintaining that group. Because several times, players will like to go out to a party or something uh, on Saturdays, right? So, unless everyone in the group is super motivated, try to opt for a more comfortable day, okay? Well, <laughs> I got distracted again, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's continue. Um, first, like, first of these ideas, be responsi responsible. How, how do you pronunciate that? Responsible. Responsible. As a player, and uh, actually as a GM too, as everything. Um, this is important because, as you have been seeing, uh, tabletop RPGs are a group activity. And a group activity that needs some coordination. And in every coordination, everyone has to put something from their part, okay? Like, le let's see, imagine that, that one day the, the, GM, the GM is late, okay? And all the players and you are impatient waiting. You see, if it was if it is if if it if it was just a party or something, it doesn't matter. You even get worried about him or her. Like, hey, please come in. How are you? Everything's okay. <laughs> and you don't have even the the tiniest uh, um, annoyance. Annoyance. Mm, does that word exist? Like being annoyed? I, I don't know. Or, I don't know, if one of the players is always asking you, like, uh, if, you're, if you're the GM, right? 
about the rules and always the same questions like what do I have to roll? That could be kind of a mood breaker for the group, right? So that that's part of being responsible too. So each player has some responsibilities, even something as simple as remember how to play. <laughs> okay, uh, that shouldn't be something hard. Like, come on, it's a game, isn't it? Uh, like, it's not like if you're playing, I don't know, soccer, and suddenly you say, hey, what I have to do with this ball now? <laughs> right? It's something like that. It's actually, it's exactly like that. And this is, and this, I mean, these are just simple things. It's not something hard or tedious. It's just being conscious about some important details, like being on time. Or even have some backup plan if you're late. Like, you can't do it. I, I mean, look, going forward in this episode, I, I'll talk about some tips about preparing the game uh, as, a, as a player, actually. But but that, that will come later on. For now, think that you can call, for example, the, the GM and say something like, um, let's see, um, hey, what's up? Um, look, I'll be kind of late, so if you guys want to start right away, c could you consider that my character will, um, I don't know, will be at home preparing this and this and uh, this thing? And there, you can at least allow your friends to start playing without being that impatient, right? But also, also remember that the thing here is that you have to show up. I mean, if you're late several times and you always do that, why not turn your character into an NPC, non-play character by the GM? And that's all. Like, why you bother? <laughs> like, you. you you wouldn't think about being late, like half an hour late to a, a, a soccer game, right? So it's the same because this is a game. It's a group activity with your friends. Uh, and also regarding the, the coordination about the activity, right? Usually the GM ends up being, being in charge of that. Have you noticed that? Like the GM, GM normally takes care of that everyone is coming to the session and prepares everything and, and, and everything. And sometimes if the one that, that offers here his or her house is not the GM, and sometimes this person is the one that does that, but that's not always, that not always is like that. Remember when I mentioned how different is everything now regarding this thing I'm talking about right now? Well, I like to suggest to you that as a good practice, you and your, your group could agree to make this also a group effort, okay? And he'll help each other to, to make this work. Because seriously, being in charge of the whole coordination is very tiresome tiresome like when you get tired <laughs> like it's stressful and sometimes the rest of the players just don't notice it it's not like they, they are bad people or anything it's just this is a responsibility 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 oh my god how do you pronounce that thing responsibility <laughs> that goes like unseen that sometimes goes uh, unnoticed and un unnoticed so try to share that effort between everyone I deeply recommend it, like, seriously. Because, think about this. The GM, the game master, regarding the, the game itself, is, is the more important player, 
like not not the important player, but the most important important if you are playing a campaign, and more if is the only one that knows how to to GM. Like you you can't change like if you can't change games, <laughs> so he simply cannot not show up, right? <laughs> but with the players, it's the same, and I mean it seriously because if you can go to a session. Normally, you would think that it's fine, right? It's just you're just skipping one session. That's not so bad. Well, not always. <laughs> because when you're playing and other character isn't there, the game itself feels kind of incomplete or fake. I don't know. It's like, like you're breaking the fourth wall in a way. Like one character is going out of the universe. It's It's weird. It sounds obvious, but I mean it. It's not that fun. Like, so, anyway, when you as a player skip a session, you affect a little bit of the fun of the rest of your friends. So, yes, you do have some responsibility, 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 my God, as a player too, okay? I'm sorry. So, yeah, show up, be on time, and work as a team to make a, a good game. Also, I like to point out something that not always happens, but it does sometimes with new players. And it's kind of similar with the previous idea. And it's the idea of having fun voluntarily. It sounds weird, right? Do you know what I'm referring to? No? Okay, don't worry. This is it. Have you ever gone to, um, I don't know, a stand-up comedy show or, or a local music band uh, gig? Like, you're not going to... I'm not talking about going to a Jim Jeffrey show or a Metallica concert. No, you're going only to a local show. But what usually happens during those shows? Uh, well, people have fun. <laughs> with the local pub comedian, usually you, without noticing it sub subconsciously, you're making kind of a concession. Like, you adjust your... Uh, how do, what's the word? Your standards? Standards? in standard, oh my god, standards in order to, to have fun. And you actually do it, like you have fun. You have a lot of fun watching that local band in a club for like, I don't know, 300 people or something, a, a small club. Or you'll, I don't know, you'll you laugh like a maniac with that comedian that that you kind of dig, even if he's not a world-class comedian, right? Well, in RPGs it's exactly the same, because... In RPGs, you have not your brain directly connected to a, a computer to enter a super realistic virtual reality to live the something like, I don't know, the battles of Lords of the Rings. No, you're just playing with your mind and a group of friends and around, around a story that many times is being improvised by the GM as you play. And you know what? It is a lot of fun. If you've been playing for a long time, you, you know what I'm talking about. If you are new to this, you'll notice it after a, a few sessions, actually, but it, that happens. So my suggestion is never forget about it. Every time you sit at the table, uh, uh, Seth, Seth Skoskoski, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> said in his video, say in your head, I'll have a great time playing. And that's it. It's like a... Um, it's like an internal contract with yourself that will allow you to, well, have fun, <laughs> right? Uh, and also, another thing, moderation. 
not, not like having a moderate game, like but the moderate moderation of the game. Uh, many times the, the GM has all the, um, the burden of balancing the game, the creating a story and everything, but also uh, to moderate any disputes between players, for example. And you know, you as a player can do that too, or help in that. Remember, do you remember in some other past episode uh, that I said that you can help other players with the rules, like without interrupting the game? Uh, well, this is the same. Like in the best case scenario is when every player has this mindset of helping each other in having a great game, right? So, uh, I mean, in summary... I'd say that when the players don't take care of anything, two things happen. First of all, um, the GM has to do it all, and she or he gets tired, like really tired. It's very stressful, and that happens, and you can feel it and uh, as a player, and that can kill a game. So it's not a good scenario. And second of all... <laughs> When the players don't have any responsible resp oh my god I'm I, here I go again uh, when the players don't have any responsibility respons responsibility <laughs> and please pay attention to this because it's super important when players don't have or don't feel any responsibility I'm sorry for the pronunciation with the game they don't feel it's important and don't have any motivation to cooperate in this. In, in, in this, I mean, um, this dynamic, this group effort to, to, to make a, a great fun game for everyone. And in the other hand, when players, like in, in a good case scenario, when players feel and know that they have some responsi responsibilities, responsibilities, my God, responsibilities, they can, <laughs> they can feel how important are these details. And they... They get naturally motivated in helping, like create create this great game session, and that's extremely rewarding, like for you as a game master or as a player. And believe me, and I say this more um, in the position of a player than even a GM. So trust me in this one, okay? This helps helps to enjoy the game even more. Also, look, this is important too. Focus on the game. Like, ha have you been in that situation when, when you show a movie to somebody and suddenly you you take a look at the person like next to you, and um, that person is I don't know watching something in Facebook at his or her phone or I don't know just not paying paying attention. That that sucks, right? <laughs> right? Like it does. Although, okay. Well, maybe that's not a perfect example because you could say that at some point that is kind of an understandable sometimes because in the movie example, it was just like a test. Like maybe he or she didn't like the movie. But in an RPG session, it's different, right? Like, And, and also the, the participation of the others, your friends, is part of the game. And listen to this, you, you're having you are having fun because everyone else is making an effort to create a great game around you. And actually that's a very good sentence I say it. Like 
you're having fun because everyone everyone else is is, is working on what I said is, is making an effort to create a great game around you. And that's true. Because that sentence you can read or you can read it from any player perspective. Like the person at your left is having fun because all of the group and you are making an effort to making a good game around this person. See? So when you don't pay attention, you are kind of making the game boring for the rest, a little bit. You are co cooperating with that bad task <laughs> because just like with the movie, they expect to have fun with, like, how do I put it? They expect to, no, actually, they have. They expect to have fun with, with, with you. I mean, this is an activity of having fun with your friends, okay? This is obvious. So, not doing this little effort and participate and enjoy the experience can make the rest feel, I don't know, bad. So, as the rest of the group makes a good game for you, do your part. Like, you, you don't go to, to a soccer game with your friends just to stand in the middle of the field looking how other have others have fun right that that would could would be a game killer in our tabletop role playing games is the same the same dynamic that's why i talk about this as a subconscious uh, um, social contract right and this is other thing that that seth said that i found very nice and i have a, a note here to 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 don't forget to, to mention this at the end of the game this is a very good idea Thank the other players, including the GM. The GM. That that's a nice thing to do. Nice thing to do, and it's a I don't know free costless way of ending the session with a smile on your face. So I think that was a very good idea that in the, that I saw in that video. So well, anyway, okay. So at some point I said something about preparing the the game. Okay, and I will go to that part now. Because even as a player, um, you can prepare your game, like what you're going to do in the session. So let me say something about that before ending this episode. Because this episode, I think, is more short than the others. Because it's like a single idea. And I want to see if that is better. I don't know how how long the episodes should be. So anyway, look. Um, this is a suggestion that is not super necessary for your sessions, but could make a huge difference. So <laughs> this is it. If you're a player, you can make uh, like a mental um, recap of the last game and plan your next actions, your next steps. For example, let's say you're playing Vampire the Masquerade. In that game, you have Tons of things you can do individually, like a part of your group, your party. Party. Um, you can plan to, I don't know, propose some kind of interesting deal to the Baron, for example. Or you can even talk to your GM before the game and ask her or him if your character can do something between the sessions. You see? I mean, obviously, I'm talking about something that could be done with just saying it, like you are not playing uh, an extra session before your session, like obviously, <laughs> duh. Uh, I'm thinking something like, mm, let me think. For example, hey GM, um, could my character have called to this this guy and 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 told him to to be at the club uh, the next day for, for for when we start with the next session? Or maybe even just make sure to remember what happened the last session. You don't have to, to make a pre-play. But at least 
to to have a clear vision image of what happened before because many times you start the game and you don't remember what happened and the whole group spends like half an hour trying to remember where they were so it's a good practice to to remember to make a recap of what happened and be prepared to start the game right away so that can speed up the game greatly every session great greatly greatly <laughs> does that word exist greatly like great in, in, in a great way <laughs> well I don't know send me a message about it please okay <laughs> and, and that preparation actually can be um, even to, to check the rules anticipating for what will happen in this, that session for, for example if your character levels up goes up a level or I don't know get more points or something as soon as you do that during the session and I see I say during the session because usually the GM approves those those um how do I put it those improvements to your character. You can do it more faster, even showing care and respect with the time of the other players, uh, just by having checked the rules before. So you can just say to the GM, like, I don't know. Uh, okay, I already thought about it and I would like to put some points here and grab these new skills and anyway, any, anything. And, and not like what many times happens when that person <laughs> says it's like, hmm, let me see. Okay, uh, GM, what, is, what does this skill do? Or what, what, what do you recommend me? And... Uh, <sighs> No, no, no. That's very bad. That annoys the other players and actually it slows down the game a lot. And you you could be spending like an hour on that. So just think a little bit about the game in your way there, for example. And that's it. That's a very, very, very good thing to do. So you see, I think that everything I mentioned here, well, obviously it's not a complete list of everything you can do, obviously, but are very uh, very good examples or some examples so you can think about more stuff like think that you have with your friends a social contract and that social contract contract <laughs> has a lot of details that that determines how the game will be so you can improve it like every detail of the game dynamic dynamic you can make some improvements on that and even more important if if if, if you think about it Everything I mentioned are things that are easy, that don't require any kind of extra effort from your part or, or, or even time. Maybe the thing about preparing the session, but even that, it's something easy that and you can actually kind do it kind of fast. It will only take you like, I don't know, five minutes. It's nothing. And all of these are small changes very small changes that enhance that this social contract, as, as I said, make makes it better, and make that contract work more effective effectively in having a great game, a game that is more fun, more exciting, and better for for everyone, right? So yes, this is a, about thinking how to have an even more fun time with your friends. That's all. Now, you know what? <laughs> If you think this is like this, if you agree with me, why not subscribe to this podcast? <laughs> I'm just starting. I just have a very few subscribers and listeners. So I'm inviting you, if this is your first time in this podcast, to subscribe. 
Um, you can listen to the podcast in my website, like soundslikeroll.com, but also you can listen to this in Spotify, in Stitcher, in iTunes, in, in, in Overcast, and in a lot of platforms. And if you use one that is not in, in, in the list that you can see in soundslikeroll.com, uh, tell me. Send me a message and I can add that platform and I can add the, this podcast to that platform, okay? And okay, I will not waste any more of your time. So remember to follow the show in Facebook like songs are like Roll or you can follow me in Instagram as roll for dread or in Twitter as Dreadstein. And you can also join the, the open Telegram chat group. If you use Telegram, go to at sounds like roll chat. That's all. And also I have a Patreon account <laughs> so you can get early access to the episodes or more special um, material, material that sometimes I prepare. I will start preparing uh, special material for GMs and some for players as this guy called Mr. Gon, I think. He prepares a lot of material, but I, I, I'm trying to, to prepare some stuff, di some different stuff, like new stuff. Uh, you, you will see, you will see. <laughs> so, um, okay. In the next episode, <laughs> um, I will be, uh, I'll be talking about how to start GMing because I already posted, uh, uploaded a, uh, an episode about how to be a good GM. But a friend of mine wasn't a fan of the show because I have very fun, very few fans now. <laughs> I'm just starting. Uh, asks asked me if it was if it was hard to be a GM. Well, actually, the question was if which game were were easier to start. But I I would say that it doesn't matter what game it is. So in the next episode, I will I'll be talking I'll be talking about how to start GMing. So to To, to get some of this fear about being a GM out of here so you can see that it's easy and I will give you some ideas or recommendations about it, okay? So, I hope you enjoyed this episode. This is Dread speaking and you've been listening to Sounds Like Roll, an RPG podcast. Until next time. Bye-bye.